0: Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers.
1: The One two towers. You did it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One creepy man at a time.
1: Oh, man. I'm
0: Norman Mitchell.
1: I'm Cassandra Frederickson.
0: And today we're talking about Minute 75, which starts with Wormtongue watching Eowyn as he begins to enter the room. And ends with Wormtongue saying, so fair, so cold, as he puts his hand on Eowyn's cheek.
1: Ugh. So earlier this week, you mentioned that this was your favorite Aowin scene.
0: It is my favorite Aowin scene because there's so much going on here. But the thing that makes it my favorite scene is actually Monday is is next week on Monday.
1: Oh, okay, my bad.
0: Uh, that's the thing that because this this scene got split in our schedule. Yes, but th- this is my favorite Aowin scene in the movie. I think it displays both a vulnerability and a strength of Eowyn. And I like seeing both sides of that in a character, like back to back in a scene. Yeah. I always, I always find those sorts of scenes really interesting. And I think that this scene also tells us a lot more about Wormtongue and Eowyn than just the look they shared in the grand hall did.
1: So let's, let's, let's start from the very beginning. So Wormtongue shows up and in, like, the most, like, the least convincing way possible. So, He's like, oh. oh, he must have died sometime in the night. Dude, did you straight up murder him?
0: I think he did. I've I've always read that as a worm tongue having killed oh, Thaandren. what a
1: tragedy.
0: What a tragedy for the king to lose his only son and heir. I know this must be hard for you to accept, <laughs> especially now that Amor has deserted you. Ugh.
1: This this gives me the heebie-jeebies. I it oughta. I I don't like watching this scene one minute at a time.
0: Wormtongue Tongue is a creepy dude. So
1: I, I yeah, I've always interpreted this as he helped Theodred along to the <laughs> to the other side.
0: Yeah, I, I straight up think he murdered Theodrid. Did he
1: like smother him with a pillow or something? Probably. I mean... When he he's was, too weak
0: to fight back from his wounds. He, he
1: wasn't long for this world anyway, because he had a crazy... He had a really gnarly um, stomach wound.
0: And that already reeked of death. Yeah.
1: So, I don't know. I guess...
0: Which, I mean... You could read as Wormtongue putting him out of his misery and not necessarily killing him out of spite.
1: Um, I don't think Wormtongue is the merciful kind.
0: He's also not the gritty, get his hands dirty on purpose kind.
1: So, did you do you think that he got somebody else to do it, or maybe did he just?
0: There's one way to possibly read this that is sort of implied from the way Brad Dourif and Miranda Otto talk about the way they played this scene, which is possibly Wormtongue put Theodore out of his misery so Eowyn wouldn't have to watch him suffer and die. That and might have been his motivation.
1: I don't. But he's watching her suffer right now.
0: But he doesn't want her to suffer. Like, that's what we're... like.
1: Doesn't he, though? He banishes her brother. He's ensnared her uncle. Like, she doesn't have parents.
0: Right, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Her
1: cousin is dead.
0: Do do not... Absolutely do not get me wrong. Wormtongue is a horrible, twisted, and misguided person who is corrupted by Saruman in a way that is not recoverable. Right. He doesn't understand that he is causing anyone to suffer.
1: He literally walks in on her, and she's sobbing,
0: right, but like what makes someone part of what makes someone like evil is not understanding what they're doing causes
1: I think he this knows stuff. exactly what he's doing,
0: maybe i just I think it's interesting taking to taking into account that Miranda Otto and brad Brad Duriff wanted to play the relationship between worm tongue and Eowyn. like there is always the temptation of something like there is all that there there is. Something there that they see in each other,
1: Ugh. No. no, and this is
0: this is a decision that the two of them came to together, and yeah. like seems to mostly be at the behest of Miranda Otto
1: I from the way that they talk
0: about um, it in the commentary. Um,
1: I understand like the temptation to to succumb to whatever magic nonsense ha- um, Wormtongue is, is spinning on, on Saruman's behest. But, like, no. There's a different sort of, like... I guess there's a different sort of... It's like resisting the urge to fall asleep mm. versus resisting the urge to get in someone's pants.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: It's more like falling asleep. Like, I'm so tired. I just want to give up. Like, I'm. I'm ready to just... Let things happen the way they're going to happen because I give up. Not like, I'm interested in this person. Yeah.
0: The The way that they go on about it makes me think that what you're kind of supposed to get out of it is Eowyn also like very much pities Wormtongue. He's a pathetic person.
1: He is pathetic, but he's not worthy of anyone's pity. I mean, some would argue I Gollum's kind of, not either. Even though I feel kind of bad for him in the next minute. um, But it's i guess it's just testament to how great these performances are that there are multiple ways to like this character is like horrible and and his motivations are purely self self self-interested and disgusting and he's ready to like watch the world burn just to to earn the the, the negative attention of this woman but like when she leaves him next time i'm just like oh that's sad sort of but like he had it in,
0: right i mean I'll, i mean we'll we'll talk about it on monday but like the way that the moment is framed when she leaves the room he looks like he feels like he just made a big mistake
1: i think he should reevaluate his uh, <laughs> his methods his methods if he thinks that that is going over the line
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like, oh I messed up for the very first time. No, no. No.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. You you <laughs> possibly dude. have messed up for the very last time. <laughs> My dude. <laughs> uh, we we need to take a step back, worm tongue. I... Think about this some more. It's just interesting to me that like that's where their performance is coming from.
1: I mean, it definitely adds to the tension of the scene. Um, I don't like this minute. It, it it's it's um I don't like this minute from like a like a um I don't know. I guess my experience as a woman when he says you are alone, I'm just like nope, 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 panic, leave now. Right? It's it's if this was Game of Thrones, we know what would be next. And I
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the 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 threat of his presence is so palpable, it makes me like panicky
0: and i think that that moment is there's like a it's like a flash of like whatever saruman is of of like the way that he's corrupted saruman like his voice from saruman that's like a flash of him needling at exactly what hurts her and then right before he goes to reach his hand out the look on his face changes it's like he's trying to pull it back but he just can't anymore.
1: I don't feel like that's Saruman. I feel like that's... No, no, no,
0: I mean, I don't mean that it is Saruman. It's like... It's a flash of whatever Saruman has done to him to give him this power. Well, no, I like, th- it's a flash of the power that was granted him by Saruman.
1: I think that... I don't know if he actually has any power. I think that this this is... Like, when he says you are alone, that is Wormtongue. Hmm. Like, I'm not about uh writing off his his creepiness and saying it's some it's somebody else like that is 100 percent like that is who he is at his Mm. core that person Mm. not the not the one that kind of backpedals and tries to like soothe her it's it's all about wearing her down right and like he tries to be you know a little sympathetic and like a little um Uh, wily and then she she's just like she's having none of it so the person that reacts to her reaction is who i think Wormtongue tongue is
0: that makes sense to me
1: because when she reacts in a way that isn't favor, like when she reacts poorly on like on his account i guess when she says you know like leave me alone snake like his immediate response is just like oh but you are alone like I have you now, ha ha ha. Um. So I don't think that is. I think this this scene is like bold, italics, underlined. This is who Wormtongue is, and mm. it's not good.
0: No, it's it's definitely not good. I think that like knowing where their performances was coming from. It's hard for me to like uncouple that from like just the pure lines and actions in the scene. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I guess, but like Wormtongue is obviously attracted to her. Right. So but ultimately I think Wormtongue is just Wormtongue's like a bully. Like he's 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 not confident. He's he's um he's using the pain of others to get to his like his to 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 serve his own agenda. He's he's manipulative. He is threatening. Um he's like I don't know, and this and I feel like this is not an outstanding circumstance. Like I feel like they've had this conversation before.
0: Mm, probably. Like he I've always felt like the movie frames the poison of Wormtongue's Tongue's words as being a being an extension of Saruman's spell.
1: I think that Saruman amplifies it, but that was already there in him. Hmm. Because obviously he
0: didn't have the ability to do this before Saruman came along.
1: Right, but unless Wormtongue is acting as a vessel for Saruman's magic when it comes to the king strictly, and then like his...
0: But given like next week, we know that Saruman's active presence is in the king itself.
1: Okay, so I don't know.
0: So I've always I've always thought the movie frames the well, poison of Wormtongue That's
1: two weeks two from weeks now. Two
0: weeks from now. I've always thought that the magic of Wormtongue's tongue's words is framed in such a way that it's like it was something granted to him by Saruman to influence Rohan.
1: I think that he already had that ability, though, like mm. the or the tendency, like the the ability to manipulate people through words. It's like rolling a, a high diplomacy check, right?
0: Mm. There's I don't know if people called him tongue before he met Saruman. I'm not sure. We don't know a lot about the history of his life. Yeah. The, uh, the way he dresses and carries himself gives me the impression that he was a literal nobody in society. And now he dresses himself in finery that sets him apart from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you'll notice that there's, in it when you can see his hand on Eowyn's shoulder, there's gold worked into the, to his outfit.
1: Yeah, the um, there's like lace on the cuffs of his sleeves with like embroidery.
0: Golden thread, like flecks of gold in the cloth. Yeah,
1: like, like embroidered, like yeah. the gold is embroidered in there.
0: Yeah. So like he's wearing something incredibly fancy in a way that...
1: But evil! <laughs> in a
0: way that it doesn't look like other people of Rohan do. Yeah. Which always gave me the impression that he probably came from nothing. And he's in the position he's in purely because of Saruman.
1: That makes sense. Well, I mean, I I think that he's also prideful. He probably thinks that he could have done it without Saruman, too. Like, he's, he's worked his way up from nothing. He's like, um... Oh, God. What's the... Alexander Hamilton. No, not Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. Ah, oh, speaking of Game of Thrones. The, the dude. The dude with the goatee. Peter Baelish.
0: Yeah, Littlefinger. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's, like, worked his way up from, like nothing to have the the ear of the king Hmm. he's influencing an entire kingdom and like that that yeah that's not going to go to your head
0: no certainly not (laughs) why would it
1: so now now that he has the entire kingdom of rohan in his clutches it frustrates him and 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 angers him that Hmm. eowyn will not bend to him Mm. because he is a whiny baby and he's used to getting his way now yeah. and now that he's not getting his way that's how he's gonna react and yeah. that's who he is yeah
0: and then it's the pullback that kind of that's where i think what they're talking about in their performances looks the most underlined is the kind of flutter in her eyes and like the way that she gulps when he pulls back and like goes to touch her face and like this is so fair so cold and then the rest of that line is tomorrow
1: yeah um
0: but all of this from like after you are alone is a gandalf line in the book talking to emmer
1: yeah about Awen when she's like in the end of the third book right
0: yeah like when she's healing in the houses of healing
1: so that's the context in the book
0: right and they took that line from the book which is like gandalf trying to explain Aowen's strength and her struggle to emmer and turned it into warm tongue lines used to stab at Eowyn in the movie.
1: I I like this line. Um, I like the the lyricism of this line. Uh, Who knows what you've spoken to the darkness in the bitter watches of the night when all your life seems to shrink, the walls of your bower closing in about you, a hutch to trammel some wild thing in. I really like that language thanks Tolkien mm. um and I think that because in the commentary they talk a lot about how Eowyn and Wormtongue like Wormtongue understands Eowyn in some kind of weird perverse way and I think that the last bit of that line a hutch to trammel some wild thing in is the the thing that um resonates most with me in that reading mm. Like what does that mean? A hutch.
0: I know what a hutch is.
1: Like she's in a cage. Hmm. She's an animal, and like the the walls of her like her bower is like um her her bed right her 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 room. Yeah. So like he, he like she feels trapped like the walls of her bower are closing in. Like, oh, he
0: he's saying he's saying like your world is closing in around you. It's like a trap for a wild animal. That's yeah, what he's saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've always thought it sounded cool, but I've never understood that. Like I got the sense of that, like from everything, but I've never known what, I've never really quite understood what the phrase, a hunch to trammel some wild thing in meant.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just old fashioned speak for like, it's a it's a trap. Mm. <laughs> uh, and in the context of, the book Gandalf is talking about how Eowyn might have spared Eomer from hearing some of these things that you know like oh Rohan is weak and like what are we going to do like all of her self-doubt and she kept that in like kept that inside and away from her brother uh out of um you know to 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 make sure that at least one of them was like able to carry on. Mm. But in this context I I get the sense that like this is meant to further intimidate her because wormtongue has been like watching her. Mm. Like like she's supposed to feel safe in her own space, but like but he But this
0: implies that he's listening to yeah, her at night. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And which just ugh. Oh man. It just so creepy. Right. It's,
0: it's like who who knows what you've spoken to the darkness? I do.
1: Yeah, like the 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 way I've always I've I've always interpreted this line is like it's a rhetorical question meant to like like egg her on. Like Right.
0: Make meant to make her question whether or not he's always actually, listening.
1: Right. And like it's it's um it's it's mental and emotional um, like abuse, like right. It is absolutely like he's making her feel unsafe in her own space, mm-hmm. and like a bower, like the word bower specifically is
0: isn't it supposed to be like a canopy.
1: Um, it's it's specifically like for like unmarried maidens, mm. like the the use of the word bower is kind of like an old fashioned term for like a like a not wedding bed. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's just, like, threat after threat after threat. Like, I, like, no matter where you go, I'm always watching and always listening. And you're always alone. And you never know when I'm going to, like, invade your space. Mm. Which is... Ugh. But, like, at the same time, like, he knows exactly how she's feeling. Because, like, she does feel trapped. And she... We'll talk about the Cage monologue later but like that is what she fears the most yeah and he's able to like pinpoint it like he knows exactly what to say to get under her skin
0: Mm. part of what i've always kind of read about this scene is the what he says has always implied to me that eowyn is probably contemplating suicide Mm. that's the way i've always kind of read her character into like through this moment because she feels so trapped and helpless and it's her strength of character that keeps her going despite everything around her falling apart.
1: Mm.
0: And Tongue knows this. He knows what, like, he, it's why he, he says, you know, who knows what you've spoken to the darkness in the, in the bitter watches of the night. Like, he's implying that he knows exactly what she fears. Exactly what she's worried about. He knows what she knows. Yeah. He knows that she's seen the decay of the king in a way that others haven't.
1: And like acknowledging that that she has observed this is' just another taunt like I know that you know what I'm doing but you can't do anything about it right man <laughs> pretty
0: much yeah <laughs> it, it makes it makes the toss down the stairs all the more satisfying
1: Oh totally totally
0: but yeah Th- this this is my favorite Aowyn stuff. This is my favorite Aowen scene. When
1: she's being emotionally and mentally abused?
0: It's because she shrugs him off. I think that this scene is so powerful because she she has the strength to, like, rebuke him and, and leave this situation.
1: Like, yes.
0: The performance is just so powerful.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I...
0: Like I said, at the when we started, it's like, I, I like scenes that go from vulnerability to strength within the span of a couple of minutes. Yeah. I'm all about that.
1: What else? What else can she do but leave? You mm. know?
0: I mean, that's true. Not much else. Although, as we see later, it's not as though she doesn't know how to use a weapon.
1: Right. But there's not one in the, the room.
0: Um, Yeah, there is. Thadred's armor and weapon stand is sitting there.
1: Oh. Yeah, but is she going to get away with, like, murdering the, the right hand of the king?
0: Mm, it'd be worth it.
1: Not when he's still under Saruman's command. Because then she would just die. Somebody's got to make sure that Rohan doesn't fall apart.
0: Wormtongue's not that guy. No. And... Evan's not really guy. that person right now.
1: But she she feels like she she's the only she, one She left. feels
0: like she is, yeah.
1: She's the adopted daughter of the king. Who else is there?
0: Right? Amber's gone. So here's something for you to think about too. They uh they talk about in the commentary that two of the members of the cast were cast very very late. And they were Miranda Otto and yeah. David Wenham.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Were both cast very late because originally they had Uma Thurman in mind for Amber.
1: Yeah, I can Which see Which I can that. see,
0: yeah. Uh, and Ethan Hawke for Faramir.
1: That's so little, uh, okay.
0: So, like, that was a thing for a while when they were casting. But the A1 audition was four pages of book lines. Jesus. And they kept, like, not being entirely satisfied with, like, people's auditions. And I can't remember, I, I can't remember uh, who it was in the commentary says that they kind of thought that Miranda Otto might be good for this. Might have been Mark Mark Odeski. And then Mark, Peter, Philippa, and Fran went and met with Miranda Otto. She did the audition. And they're just like, you're
1: hired. Dude, they're sadists. Like, they're not even going to write a script. They're just going to be like, hey, read these lines from this book.
0: Right? Like, four (laughs) pages of book lines. Here you go.
1: Oh, my God. Man. I mean, I get that they, like, lift lines from the book all the time, but just reading four
0: pages of no dialogue wonder they're not
1: satisfied with the actor's performance because like the the lines themselves are like mouthfuls
0: this is a real heavy few minutes yeah you know Wormtongue tongue may be a murderer
1: Ugh. it's I, it it makes my skin crawl
0: it absolutely should and it makes my skin crawl
1: it's it's every time like we've we've watched this minute several times at this point and every time i'm just like oh my god rotten just, like, get out of there.
0: Luckily, that's what she does.
1: Yes. Yes. But not before he, like, puts his hand on her and, like, is trying to be, like... I mean, he puts his hand on
0: her twice in this scene.
1: Ugh. Like, but, like, the she second... She immediately
0: recoils from the, his first the, touch.
1: The second one is, like, so much more intimate because, like, he's, like, touching her face. Yeah.
0: Well, she immediately recoils from him touching her shoulder, but she doesn't immediately recoil from him touching her face. Right. I think that says something about these two because we don't know how long they've known each other either.
1: Well, I mean, it's she's surprised because he he knows exactly what she's afraid of.
0: Right. He he knows what she's going through.
1: Yeah. In yeah. a twisted. Yeah. He knows what she's going through because he is the one putting her through it. Right.
0: And he speak and he speaks about it in a way. He speaks of it in a way that in a in a sort of way that has such conviction that Awen might be- might even believe for a moment. That he understands what she's going through because maybe he's felt that way before, but that's not why he's saying these things.
1: No, he's saying these things because he's manipulating her.
0: Right, exactly. Because he's
1: put her in this position. Yeah. Ah, not here for your creepy gaslighting.
0: Right, Wormtongue needs to get the hell out.
1: Wormtongue needs to just leave. Which he does, forcibly. Later. Soon. Mm.
0: (laughs) Very soon. Thanks for joining us this week, all of our wonderful listeners. You can find more content on DuelingGenre.com from the Dueling Genre family. And if you're interested in other Movies by Minutes podcasts, you can go to MoviesByMinutes.com, which has links to all currently running and completed Movies by Minutes podcasts. Mm-hmm. There's around 90 of them now, I think.
1: I think
0: so. And, uh, special thanks, as always, to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. We'll be back next week.
1: Bye!